The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. A bit later, we're going to delve into characters sounding real. Ah. We talked about that earlier before we came on the podcast and how important that is. So that's coming up. Quite a few messages about me mispronouncing the first name of the actor from the movie Sharknado. Also my uh. staff pick on last podcast, which I got lambasted for. But, really? Uh, yeah. Surprised. But apparently this actor gets all bent out of shape when people misspeak his name. I said Ian. Yes. And it's spelled I-A-N. Right. But he prefers I-N. Now, right. please right. allow me to elaborate for just a minute. If that, <laughs> I can 100% guarantee that if indeed that was his given name, spelled I-A-N, the name he was given at birth, it was pronounced Ian. You think his parents said, That's Ian. This is Ian. That's Ian. And he said, No. No, no, I no. like Ian. See, Hollywood does weird things to your oh. brain once you get a foot in the door. Like, make you want no need to differentiate yourself from the riffraff, you know, people with regular icky names. <laughs> it's Ian. I'm a famous actor. You should know how to say my name, idiots. <laughs> That's what he likes yeah. to go by. Sorry, what, Ian. What always drove me nuts was Topher, Topher Grace. What's wrong with that? You didn't Come say anything on. about that. Isn't it Christopher? Who calls I don't himself know. Topher? I, I think it is Topher. Is it Topher? I think it was a given name. That's yeah. a horrible name. Sorry, Topher's yeah, out there. I got to mention, hopefully for the last time. Uh, that Fakakta <laughs> Australian cooking show me and Brenda watch oh, on God, Prime. Please. The now defunct My please Kitchen no. Rules. She wrangled me into watching that fucking mess. I just <laughs> got to tell you, we're on season seven. And like I mentioned before, the seasons have like 700 episodes. Fucking thing never ends. Like I also elaborated on, they find some of the most foul people to compete. Oh, yeah. I mean, awful people. There are teams of two. Friends. Moms and sons, husbands and wives, daughters and dads, cousins, a mixed bag of pretty much scumbags that, for the most part, know how to cook. <laughs> it's weird, you know? Anyway, this season has two sets of married couples that were pretty much the same people. Shitheads. Right. A magic combination. Both husbands were basically doormats. Like most husbands that take orders from their wives and have no balls. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. The kind of guys who are relieved and surprised that they have a woman in the first place. They have no dignity. <laughs> Everyone knows these people, right? Just mm -hmm. content to have a lady in their life, I guess. Pitiful, but anyway. So the two wives were awful. One was a lawyer, one a pub crawler. Oh. Like a street chick. 
Nice. Not attractive to me, but you just know that various people have told them they're hot for whatever reason. Doesn't take much. They had two things glaringly in common, though. One, they both clearly hate themselves. Oh. Which I love that. That's always good. And two, they put on eyeshadow like they're frosting a fucking sheet cake. (laughs) Only good part, okay? (laughs) Only good part was they openly despised each other almost as much as they despised themselves. And that is what makes my kitchen rules at least a tad tolerable so, I don't know. So, you're just hate-watching it still. I'm still hate-watching it. I really feel like I had my arm twisted to watch it. And all Did I can you? say to Brenda is, why aren't you making all this shit? These <laughs> really scumbags know how to make. It's really uh, mind-boggling. I don't think that's the point of that show. Okay, go to the thing, makemydamnmovie.com if you want to uh, send a message, because people do that. They and, do. Uh, you go to the contact page and... You're off to the races. So we're going to read some messages for the Big Bad Bad Movie Duck. Episode 94. Wow. Wow. All right. Patrick, Oak Park, Illinois. I chuckled when I heard the scenes for the teen comedy movie, The Quarterback Sack, (laughs) but must admit to laughing out loud when I listened to the synopsis for Hornado. Make my damn movie rules. Does it? Really? Mm. Jason, Buffalo, New York. Episode 93 was outstanding. There are a billion screenwriting podcasts, but none of them compare to Make My Damn Movie. And why is that? One word sums it up. Hornado. Oh, wow. And what a beautiful word that that's is. That's one word. Hornado is one word. Okay. Yes. Just like Sharknado is one word. I guess. Three syllables. But. Daniel, League City, Texas. Talking about exotic dancers being swept up in a tornado was ridiculous. <laughs> what? Dumbest podcast I've ever heard. You should be embarrassed. How dare you. Like you when you have to ask the cute clerk at the convenience store if they have condoms in petite sizes. No! Like that? <laughs> uh-huh. Ouch. Alexander, Hamilton, Canada. I actually go to the Staff Picks page on your website. Mm. I've watched a few of the recommended films and have to say that Tom's picks are more to my liking. <laughs> well, oh, fuck God. you. Jeez. That's not a shocker. Harold, Cleveland, Ohio. I agree that a young boy should not fantasize about a nun. <laughs> That's just plain wrong as well as stupid. Come on. Well, you're stupid, Harold. First of all, she was a flying nun. True. Secondly, it was a television sitcom portraying a nun. Oh, yeah. A young Sally Field nun. And here's the news flash. Sally Field was never actually a nun. No. She played one on TV, thankfully. We were wondering when we could use that. And there it is. Desiree, Toluca Lake, California. I enjoy Make My Damn Movie, but am rather put off when hearing a meticulously detailed (laughs) list of women a little boy used to masturbate to. (laughs) Uh, Then you'll want to stay clear of my new podcast, (laughs) Toilet Toss Off. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, not going to be a fan of that one. She'll listen, though. Toilet Toss Off or my aforementioned podcast names, Bathroom Beat mm. Off. What about uh, Restroom Rub Out? <laughs> what? That one's my favorite. Shitter Slapfest. Yikes. Lavatory Loads. <laughs> now, I've been spitballing a few here. So to speak. Choke the Chicken Commode. Oh. No? 
<laughs> the tug closet. Mm. Washroom whack fest. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see uh, some messages rolling through about those, I'm sure. Or maybe some helpful tips. Maybe. You never know. Yeah! All right. Let's do the movie quotes game where I read a movie quote and you tell me what movie it's from. And there's three of them. So here's the first one on laboratory loads. <laughs> there's only two things I hate in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Yeah. Hmm. Make a gun? Gold member, Austin oh. Powers. Nigel Powers, it was Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, Austin's dad. Yeah, damn it. It's a great line, too. Here's your next one. We're looking at some sort of mental hunger games against a bunch of genius kids for just like a handful of jobs. The interns? Uh, what the hell? The internship. Whatever. No, whatever. Nick Owen Wilson. Yeah. No, can't give it to you. Damn it. Oh, well. Close, but that oh. doesn't count. Here's your last one. On the when it comes God. to making out, whenever possible, put on side one of Led Zeppelin 4. Uh, but what? It's the, the <laughs> what high school movie? Um, Fast Times. Fast Times at Ridgemont, at Ridgemont high. high. Mike Damone. Well, you didn't get it. Sorry. Oh man, can't do it. I'm still asleep. Okay, if you say so. Moving on to the Trivial Pursuit cards I found out in the garage. Old Trivial Pursuit cards, just the TV cards. Yes. No game, just the cards. Here's your first one. I don't know why we keep doing these, but people seem to like it. They're so. fun. Yeah. Who was the host of the dating game? Patrick Woolery. Damn it. Uh, Jim Lang. Jim Lang. Mm. What was the bird's name in the show Beretta? Now, I would know this. Definitely, I would. Polly. Fred. Fred. Yep. Fred. Who was the oldest son on my three sons? <laughs> what? George. Mike. Damn it. Mike. Who played Kelly Garrett in Charlie's Angels? Uh, what's her name? You have three choices. The hair. The hair? Uh, Kelly Garrett, the hair? Yeah. The hair? No, it was not Farrah Fawcett. Oh, it, it was, was uh, Jacqueline Jack Smith. Yes. Jacqueline Smith. Also. Would be probably my lead subject in my new podcast, <laughs> oh, no. Lavatory Loads, coming soon. Or maybe, well, I don't know Again. what they were. So to speak. Washroom Whackfest. I you didn't know? Uh, I like that one. You never know what these names are gonna hit. <laughs> Stick. Ah so to speak. 
There was a lot of sticking. All right. Back in the day. Your poor mother. With the thing. Well, my thing. Uh, it's the Make My Day Movie Stat Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch movies that we like. Music's over. But uh, anyway. <laughs> that was a horrible uh, thing. lead-in. Plus, you can go to MakeMyDayMovie.com to see our list of stat picks. That's right. Okay, what's yours? Uh, mine <clears throat> is Gung Ho from 1986, mm. directed by Ron Howard. Yeah. And he teams up again with Michael Keaton. Yep, he does. After Night Shift. Beautiful movie. Yes. Love that movie. Uh, okay, this movie is, like I said, starring Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. Getty Watanabe. I think I got that name that, right. I think that's right. Mimi Rogers and John Turturro. Very young John Turturro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, about a former foreman who convinces a Japanese car company to come to America and buy a failed American auto plant. And he must mediate between the work attitudes of the foreign management and the native workers. This movie is, (laughs) it was funny to me as a kid and I watched it recently and still thought it was hilarious. It's a good movie. And it was at that time when we thought the Japanese were going to take over America economically. Yeah. Now we're doing that with China. Yep. I don't know. There you go. Never really happened, but they sure did beat the hell out of us for uh, making cars. They sure did. Yeah. This is a brilliant movie. I, like I recommend it very highly. Gung ho. Okie dokie. Mine is Let It Ride from 1989. It stars Richard Dreyfus, Robbie Coltrane, David Johansson, Terry Garr, and Jennifer Tilly. Hmm. Now, it's primarily filmed at Hialeah Park Racetrack in Florida. Ugh. A loser cab driver slash habitual gambler called Trotter, played by Richard Dreyfus, gets an inside tip from his fellow cab driver buddy Looney, played by David Johansson. So off to the track they go with 50 bucks in hand. Trotter ends up parlaying his $50 horse bet race after race, possibly making this a great day at the track for him. Finally, check out Let It Ride. Have you seen that? Never seen it. That is a good one. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I was going through a bunch of movies, browsing. Yes. And I came across Let It Ride. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they had that on there. Paramount Plus, I think. Yeah. And Gun Ho is also on the Paramount Plus. Let It Ride's good. But let's back up for you Mm -hmm. and scold you for not watching Cooley High yet. I I mean, what the hell? And people are still writing in and messaging in. About us talking about Cooley High. Just uh, throwing my kids under the bus. They just uh, will not let me watch movies. Yeah. Well, that's on you. It is. Okay. At night, I just fall asleep and don't watch anything. Today, why characters need to come off as appropriate for their location, time, period, or background? Mm. Okay. What type of slang is incorporated to reflect location or maybe time period? What are you doing? How are you doing that? How are you saying that? Okay. Can't simply blap out a bunch of dialogue that doesn't fit the framework of the screenplay. Right. Think about that. So many scripts I've read make zero sense because the characters aren't organic. And you hear that word a lot when you're writing. They feel one dimensional. Yeah. They're out of place. That's the worst Mm -hmm. thing ever. If you're writing a screenplay based in the 80s, you have to methodically write what the characters say organically. That's true. It can't seem forced. Right. 
You can't just throw in some 80s slang and be done with it, which so many people do. Uh-huh. It has to come off as sounding natural, real, correct? Correct. And, you, <laughs> and you have to do research. Yeah. I was going to bring up Ping Pong Summer, but I won't. You can definitely bring up Ping Pong Summer because that's a good example of how not to do it. Awful. 80s slang, slang yeah. was uh, that, all throughout that movie. That f- fucking bag of pissed movie that... <laughs> that if the story is set in Florida, then you have to have a Florida feel running through the entire script, right? Yeah. You My know screenplay who did that really well. Who? The Florida Project. And really? Oh yeah. They made Florida in it. I didn't I didn't I don't agree with you. Really? I was kind of thinking it's Kissimmee, Florida, but it, uh-huh. it seemed like Mobile, Alabama. Well, same thing. Never mind. I was right. gonna say. <laughs> All right. Back to hit escape my screenplay. Here's the log line yeah. for this stupid thing. A crestfallen L.A. lawyer is transported back to 1983 Daytona Beach and her 18-year-old body to relive a day she's been longing for and faces having to make a choice to stay and carve out a new path in life or return to gloomy present day. Okay? Mm-hmm. Got that? This screenplay is set in present time L.A. Right. And also set in Daytona Beach, Florida, back in 1986. Yikes. Okay? So the challenge was to have an L.A. present day vibe as well as depicting Florida in the past. Mm-hmm. That took a lot of work. A lot of research. A ton of investigating on my part instead of just throwing in a bunch of stuff. And that's what people do. Yeah. And by the way. Filler. It was a lot of work. And I think anyone that knows me or anyone that listens to this knows that that's not cool for me. I don't want anything (laughs) I have to work at, but I had to work at that. Now that script is so rich in valid description and authentic dialogue that every time someone reads it, they gush. They do. They do. They really do. It's one of my favorites of yours. The characters in whichever time period they're in sound true to the occasion. See, that is the hard thing to do. And I remember when we were first kind of, I was reading that to you in the beginning, uh, what's it called? Hit Escape. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just seemed milk toast. Yes. It just was like watered down. Note. Like, wait a minute. I've got to really kind of get in there and research mm-hmm. Daytona Beach, but in 1986. You got to make those characters fit that time period what, what, when you're in the in right. the present day and in the past. So I literally would go in and go 1986 80s slang. Right. And I would find different people that would say, oh, I used this word in 86. Because something you might say in 1986 ain't the same as in 1989. True. Because it's a different time period. Duh, duh, duh. Right. So. Right, right, right. I really had to go in and do a lot of research and find out what really fit and made sense. Because I wanted it to flow and I wanted people when they were reading it to feel like, wow, I'm there. I'm living there. Yeah. That's the key. That's the key. Just like in the flip side, this other fine screenplay. It's set in 1977. I had to really think about going and researching what exactly came out of people's mouths in 19 kids Mm -hmm. in 1977 teenagers. And that was hard to do because you're going way back. Yeah. You know, but I did. Plus I lived in that time. And you don't remember. Of course you don't. (laughs) But then I would, I would remember researching some words and slang and, Oh, I forgot about that. 
And I used to say that. You got to research the slang that's of that area yes. in which you're living. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is have presence of mind to say, okay, I'm writing this screenplay. Whether present day included, right. no matter when, the people, the characters have to sound real. And I used to hate when people, oh, it's got to be organic. But I love that term now. Organic. It makes sense. Yeah. It has to be organic. It has to be real, authentic. Right. So everybody can be on the same page, so to speak. A lot of people don't do that. They're stupid, stupid idiots. It'll pull you out of a screenplay or a movie when you hear something that's not right. Exactly. It doesn't fit the Especially flow. Especially if you were living in that time. It's yeah, nice to yeah. watch. So let's say you're watching this movie, The Flip Side, and you were a teen back in the 70s. Oh, my God. I forgot about that word. Right, I used right. to say that all the time. My friend used to say that all the time. <laughs> that. You even asked your wife about certain things she said as a teen In the girl. 80s, yeah. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to use all this in the dialogue to make it sound real. And, yeah. again, if you just want to put words on a page, that's fine, too. And I encourage people to do that because, <laughs> you know, your screenplays <laughs> suck. And just weed you out. There you that's go. all I really want. But... I really have to go in and research these things. I'm working on a new one now we were yes. just talking about. And that's going to be a lot of research. Yeah. Because it's a style as well this as dialogue. Punk and, rock. Yeah. Style. So it's kind of fun. Af- well, after the work is done, you kind of look back and go, that was fun. Yeah. I do like doing the research. Yeah. Okay, we had to pause there because someone was at the fucking front door. <laughs> How dare them? Eh. So I don't know where we're at. That, me so either. basically, let me put this into context. All right. We've been gone for like a half hour. Just about. <laughs> and we don't know where we left off when we stopped recording. Well, that happens uh, anyway. So. so we can just do this. <laughs> now we we're go. back on track. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's the magic of those machines. Here's the good news for people listening. I didn't really have much more to say. No. So I think I was pretty much done with whatever we talked. What was it? I don't even it, remember it was, now. Uh, the characters. Characters uh, need a, to come uh, off as appropriate for their location, right. time period, or background. Organic, too. So here's my advice. Do it right. Or don't do it at all. Uh, don't do it at all is a better uh, idea. Then you're just out of my way, clearing uh-huh. the path. Yep. Because like, all these fucking right, people. Right, right, right. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> when I started doing this screenwriting nonsense, it was like not that many people could be writing scripts. Uh, I mean, I know a lot did, but it's bordering on ridiculous. Yeah. I had no idea. Everybody, like we used to say back, back, back in the day. Everybody in the the freaking Starbucks. Everyone in Starbucks is writing a script. Even the five-year-olds. Yes, indeed. So it's kind of daunting mm-hmm. when you think about that, but then it's not when you think about most of them suck. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Is the truth on that and stuff. And their screenplay. <laughs> here's <stuff>. their screenplays. <laughs> That's the response they get. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Stupid! Whoa! Okay, are we done? I think so. I don't know what time we have. (laughs) I have no idea about any of this. All I know, we've been back on for 2 minutes and 14 seconds. That's all I know. 
I think that's enough. I think it's more than enough uh, today <laughs> on the thing. There. Okay. All right. That's it. Front of the board. <laughs> All right. Uh, go to the website if you want to. Make it's makemydamnmovie.com. <laughs> and other than that, <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. Up to go. Crickets, because it's real, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>